If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Coming to you live from our studios here at Kokomeme Nakra. This is Joy News Prime with me, Carlos Caloni. Now, my son is somewhere. My wife is in another place. Words of the post-Gabon president, Ali Bongo, as he cries for help, urging the world to speak against Wednesday's coup that removed him from power. People here have arrested me and my family. My son is somewhere. My wife is in another place. And I'm at the residence. Nothing is happening. I don't know what's, what's going on. Details as the Peace Council says it will do its best to maintain the peace Ghana enjoys. Now, African Committee of Experts on the Rights and Welfare of the Child rules that Ghana has questions to answer the case where a taboo prevents menstruating girls from crossing the river of Fane on Tuesdays. At 8 p.m., we have prime business. Bank of Ghana increases dollar support for market to help consolidate cities recent gains. We have a report. Now, Prime Sports will air at 8.30. Well, over $100,000 up for grabs in next season's Ghana Premier League as prize money is increased by 60%.
Join News Prime is live on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on all social. We are Join News. Also on DSTV Channel 421, Go TV 125. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Stay with us. Join News Prime headlines was brought to you by. Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Now, the African Committee of Experts on the Rights and Welfare of the Child has ruled that the government of Ghana has some questions to answer in the case where a taboo prevents girls from crossing the river of Fane on Tuesdays and also when they are menstruating. Joy News' features editor Jojo Kobner and the Institute for Human Rights and Development in Africa, an NGO banded together and filed a lawsuit against the Ghanaian government for allowing a K-culture practices to continue and failing to protect the girls' rights to education. Having fulfilled all grants of admissibility, the African Committee of Experts on the Rights and Welfare of the Children has ruled that it will proceed to consider the merit of the case. We bring you excerpts of the story. Revolfin in both Central and Ashanti regions is very sacred. There is an unwritten rule in all communities along the river, and women should not cross it on Tuesdays. In the community of Dencha Chechere, this rule is enforced to the letter. Also, when women or girls are menstruating, they are forbidden from crossing. It is believed that the case will befall the community when women break this taboo. The river is having a god of man, so that thing is born on Tuesday. For this reason, it is the Tuesdays when the spirits revoke in the river. Maybe some menstrual circle and those uh, things that we know mention of. We cannot mention of. So as if we mention those things or we detail that things to the river, it's unclean. So our people or our elderly men saw that all those things attached to women are unclean for that day, Tuesday, because that Tuesday, the gods or uh, the ancestors of the river may uh, uh, have some pacification or something like that. Source. So it's taboo for a woman to attend to the riverside on Tuesdays. St. John Methodist Basic School, Mitsibali, Pakapa Village, my best school at Chere, and Zoyans and Mabanjas and Mikrosi River and Sonomaba. Obo and Sansu, I want me cross the river and if you say it's a woo, I didn't see you. Jeffrey, Teresa Glover, my dean, 13 years. And I do Tuesdays and so I. A young man in school boys Dorcas and Theresa and many other girls have to cross a river to get an education. So we are currently crossing the Offen River, and the gods of this river are against girls like Theresa and then Dorcas from menstruating and crossing it. They're against that. They're also against them from crossing on sacred days such as Tuesdays. One very interesting thing is the gods are not against people who are mining in this river. 
it's quite interesting. It's a journey where they have to cut through thick cocoa plantations of an hour. But on Tuesdays and on days that they menstruate, they cannot do that. It is an ancient taboo that is enforced even today. Women and girls are questioning the relevance of this taboo, what is affecting their education. It is not fair. It is not fair because every day the boys go to school and study, but we the girls, we can't study all the days. A peep through the school register shows the full story. Many girls who live across the river are absent from school. Young girls are now questioning this blatant discriminatory practice. According to the girls, the boys do better in school because of this archaic belief. To give girls the best education, some parents have rented rooms in Chichere so the girls would return to them on weekends and when they are not menstruating. Me bad dog as you say, 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 I can cry. See, as I say, on to me, go school in the blood and tsunami, so on called the clum. Say, see, I'm so a boy's boy's for Musa woman, and a cladia, and I say, a clum dia, and come to me up here and see. Now, also joining me is a legal practitioner and acting executive director of the Institute, Edmond Foley. You're welcome to uh, uh, join us here. I want to find out from you, how significant is this ruling to the right of the child? Thank you very much, and a warm good evening to um, you and all our listeners and viewers. This is quite a significant development, um, especially for the provisions of the African Charter on the Rights and Welfare of the Child, over which this committee, of course, exercises its mandate because it is addressing an issue of um, harmful cultural and social practices affecting um, children in Africa. The committee has had occasion to look at other issues such as child marriage, but this is quite a unique one. And so we are grateful that the committee is looking at, you know, look um, considering this case on its merits um, to see how it can also support the government of Ghana to ensure that the proper thing is done for these girls. So I want to find out from you, at what point do we draw the line between taboos or cultural practices and the law, in this case, for instance? Because we do know that uh, across many communities in this country, such taboos do exist. So where do we draw the line between taboos and the law? Right. And so the African Children's Charter is very clear in its terms that the state has an obligation to ensure that cultural practices, traditions, and taboos, and as you call it, do not unduly, or you could say even clearly, um, impinge on the rights of um, the child. And this is both boys and girls. So to the extent that girls cannot go to school every day, 
to the extent that there are fears that, as the chief indicated, if um, a woman tried to cross the river, uh, something could happen, that the society could be harmed, and all of those things. One must also bear in mind that culture is dynamic. And just down the river from Chechire, there is a bridge where women cross, and there doesn't appear to be any problem. But why does uh, we have a different situation in Chichire? As your report indicated, there is illegal mining going on clearly, as you can see. And so um, what this decision would help the government of Ghana to do is to also bring to the table with the, com- the community around the, or communities around River Ofin a very dispassionate discussion about, look, we are not stopping your beliefs, but we must also appreciate that it is affecting a very significant um, constituent of your society, and it is going to have a ripple effect on them in the future if they are not able to go to school and are exposed to sexual violence, as a mother was indicating. All right. So are you, are you looking at some uh, uh, punishment for the authorities there, the local authorities, or you'd want the, the case to fully go through? What, what are you looking forward to? In fact, the outcome of this is not punishment at all. Um, when the committee considers an issue on the merits, what they make are what we call recommendations to the government. It's recommendations for the state to take action. Yes, in law, these recommendations are not binding. But if you look at the practice of states, and Ghana has quite a good record when it comes to um, its human rights obligations, who would expect that um, certain measures will be taken quickly to give effect to those recommendations that will come from the committee. We, some of the things we've asked for, for instance, is that a bridge be constructed, schools be actually built on the other side of the river so that the children do not have to cross, for instance. All right, so finally, beyond the community where this issue actually happened, you know, public awareness on matters like this appears to be you know, on the law, what would be your recommendation going forward with regards to how we make these issues known across the country so we can reduce some of these cases? Well, thank you very much. I mean, what you are doing now is a very good um, opportunity that the media takes such an issue forward and we are providing the education. Definitely, this is something we can also work through Shraj, through NCCE, to ensure that the public is aware of some of these practices. And then also, of course, through our own community engagement structures, um, we have the Ministry of Gender, Children and Social Protection to take the lead in educating Ghanaians about the existence of some of these practices and how we can, as a community, um, review the way we approach some of these um, um, uh, cultural issues so as not to unduly affect um, the population. Thank you so much, Mr. Foley, for speaking to us here on Joy. Prime. We're so, so grateful. Now, moving on from the story, residents of three communities in the Adansi North District of the Ashanti region have staged a demonstration against a local quarry mining company for allegedly causing damage to their property and exposing them to health risks. Clad in red and black, the residents of Patako, Kwepia, and Wioso are prevailing on the Environmental Protection Agency and the local assembly to call a Jomo quarry company to order. There's more in the following report. Residents of the three communities affected by the operations of the quarry company poured onto the streets to express their anger at the adverse impact of the quarry mine on their livelihoods. 
Spokesperson Kwame Jesi alleged the company's operations has led to the destruction of farms, buildings and other household equipment in Papia, Patakro and Yosu without receiving compensation. He says the company has also failed to engage the communities on the environmental and health impacts of the query on residents. Payment of crop compensation. The Paru company, Akuzumo, is said to destroy the people of Papia and its neighborhood communities. Farm crops and land, and as we speak now, the people have not been compensated. Two, no proper arrangement and talks with the community. The same company, Akuzumo, has already started operation for years now, and as we speak, they have not been proper talks with the community as a whole and the tradition leaders as well as district groups. Improper processing procedure, that is blasting of chipping, due to inappropriate processing method of blasting, it disturbed the people and also destroyed properties. A resident and victim of the query operation, Reverend Charles Atapa, who has worked on a mine for close to 20 years, says the query firm is failing to heed to standard operations. He has called on the Environmental Protection Agency to intervene. And the problem we are facing now, the assemblyman, the honorable assemblyman, wish to be there so that we can solve our problem. employed him in the company. He's the PR. So when you go with your problem, it's so I've been there several times, and up to now, there's no real response. So we are begging the agencies through the media that they should come and then assist us. If not, it will be a problem. Other aggrieved residents shared similar concerns. I know some quarry firm who relocate residents and compensate them afterwards. But this is not the same with this firm. Our properties are getting damaged due to their activities. About four months ago, my electrical appliances have become faulty. Last week, my building almost collapsed after the blast. It even threw my daughter out of the house. Managers of the Akoshomo Query Company are yet to respond to the concerns of the residents. For Joy News, Mona Lisa from Pond reporting. All right, my son is somewhere, my wife is in another place where there are words of deposed Gabon President Ali Bongo as he cries for help, urging the world to speak against Wednesday's coup that removed him from power. He's currently under house arrest, but has been speaking via video, urging his supporters to create awareness about his situation. Early army officers appeared on TV to say they had taken power. 
They said they are annulling the result of Saturday's election in which Mr. Bongo was declared winner, claiming there were issues of fraud. Now, the officers also said they, are, or they had arrested one of Mr. Bongo's sons for treason. Ali Bongo's overthrow will end his family's 53-year-old power in Gabon. Here is the deposed President Ali Bongo urging the world to speak against the coup. I'm Ali Bongo Ondimba, President of Gabon, and I'm to send a message to all the friends that we have all over the world to tell them to make noise, to make noise, for the people here have arrested me and my family. My son is somewhere, my wife is in another place, and I'm at the residence. Right now, I'm at the residence, and nothing happening. Nothing is happening. I don't know what, what's going on. So I'm calling you to make noise, to make noise, to make noise, really. I'm, I'm thanking you. Thank you. We have been joined via Zoom by a Gabonese national who has agreed to speak to us on condition of anonymity. Now, uh, we want to find out from you, uh, what is the latest in Gabon regarding the coup? Uh, good evening. Good evening. In fact, yeah, yeah. In fact, the, 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 coup, the coup arrived uh, last night after the, the election result given by the, um, the committee of the presidential election. Mm. And uh, after the, this, uh, this result, we just heard that uh, a coup was undergoing. We, ha we heard uh, some, uh, some noise from uh, the, the town centers, mm. and they start uh, saying that there is a coup. Okay. Yeah, we, we were. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This morning with this coup. So for the moment, as you you tell us that the president is in residence and his son is arrested, and uh, some of the government member also are arrested at this moment. All right. So we hear also that a curfew has been imposed. Can you confirm that? Yes, I can. I can confirm before before the result of election. Hmm. Uh, the the curfew was 
uh, undergoing and the uh, military is just uh, reconduct the same. So it's from uh, 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. Okay, so early in the day we heard that the military uh, was going to have some meeting to decide on the way forward. Do we know whether that meeting has ended and has there been any announcement so far? No, they just did uh, the announcement saying that uh, the president of the transition will be uh, one general of uh, army, which mm. is uh, Oligin Gema. He's a guy from uh, Otogwe in the south of Gabon and also from north of Gabon. So his, his mother is from south and his, and his father is from uh, north of Gabon. Okay, so you're saying he has been uh, announced as the new leader now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced that uh, they have uh, one president of the, the transition, which is uh, this general. Okay, all right. So l let's find out from what the political parties in the country have been saying so far. Have they been able to issue any statement with regards to what, what, what I mean, the development in Gabon so far? No, for now, for now, what I can say, uh, from all we understood and we heard from this morning, any politi political person gave his, uh, give his commentary regarding this situation. Right. And I want to add, I want to add that, uh, we, we greet the wisdom of, uh, governance people because from, from 2000, uh, from 1993, mm. we have been going to election. We have been going to election. Do all processes to go to election, even if the teachers we have been continue because we trust that uh, the election way mm. is the way to take the power to give back the power to the to the the population. All right, so we see there's a lot of excitement in Gabon. Uh, we'll leave it here. We'll come to you uh, another time for more on this. But let's move on where the Honorary Council of Ghana to Gabon, Mandi Sethu, is urging Ghanaians living in Gabon to register with the consulate. How safe are Ghanaians in Gabon as we speak with regards to this particular coup d'etat that occurred today? Um, good evening, and thank you for calling us to inquire about the situation of Ghanaians in Gabon. The uh, situation right now is um, very calm. Uh, it has been calm since this morning, since the coup d'etat was announced. So, uh, so does, uh, do we know the number of Ghanaians in Gabon as we speak? Um, before COVID, we were more than 4,000 Ghanaians here. But COVID hit, the world economic situation became bad. A lot of Ghanaians uh, were aging and they've been out of uh, the country for a long while. And so um, many of them opted for a return home. And uh, now we are down to about 2,000 200 Ghanaians uh, spread all over the all over the world. Right. So, do you have any evacuation plans for the Ghanaians there, just in case uh, things turn the other way around? Uh, first of all, if evacuation plans have to be implemented, those plans come from home. It is the Ghana government who um, 
uh, would, would say that something is going to be done. And I work under the Ghana Embassy in Malabo, Kenya uh, Equatorial. So we would work with Ghana and we will simply get instructions that have been given by the government. Um, what happened uh, today is uh, those Ghanaians who ha- are in Gabon and who have never registered with the consulate, you know, we're calling to ask how they register with the consulate because they are not in Libreville, they are out of town, maybe about 700 kilometers from the center. And they wanted to know how they could uh, register with us in case something happened. But right. We pray nothing. So you're asking them to register with the uh, consulate, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, so beyond that, what interest are you putting in place? Just in 30 seconds, what, what measures are you putting in place? Have you visited homes? Have you made calls to the Ghanaians there? Uh, we, um, nobody is going anywhere at this point. You know, the Gabon refused to have um, uh, they refused to have foreign journalists and mm. refused for um, observers. And so I have a green number plate. Uh, this is not exactly the time that you want to be riding around town because somebody would mistake the reason for you going out. So we have the Ghanaian Association that is a very active association, very efficient in what they do, and they are the ones who are keeping keeping um, uh, the contact with the Ghanaians. And okay. people are calling in. People are also calling in to know how everything is going. So there is, you know, we are, there's some... Um, cohesion, even though we are not together physically, but uh, we are keeping each other uh, informed about what, how everybody else's school is doing. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for, for speaking to us. Now, Director of Faculty for Academic Affairs and Research at the Kofiana International Peacekeeping Training Center, Professor Kwesienin, says multilateral institutions have failed in their responsibilities. Sense of being a member of a multilateral institution is that those institutions can serve as checks and balances on how states behave and can moderate state behavior to ensure that they comply with the rules that they have set for themselves. We saw how Mr. Bongo, in his wobbly states, fidgeted with the constitution People drank and danced, and we are seeing Makisal deliberately manipulating the process, okay, in which he claimed that he's not running for a third term, but the opposition leader has been thrown into jail, the opposition party banned, and ECOWAS is quiet, and African Union is quiet, okay? These institutions cannot moderate the behavior of Mr. Makisal, and something happens in Senegal. Then they do not have the, the moral authority to come and read the normative frameworks. And we are seeing a similar tendency happening also in Cameroon. Okay, so our institutions have a critical role to play in helping to prevent these excesses that lead to military rule. Militaries take up guns long, way after the coups have taken place. Okay, way after civilians in power have manipulated constitutions, 
been corrupt, undermined, you know, public processes, and basically hollowed out the state. When it happens that the coups have already taken place, the military only uses a gun to give it the final. Meanwhile, security consultant with the African Union, Kenneth Festus Abuaji retired, says AU and ECOWAS have been inconsistent in handling the numerous coup d'etats on the continent. The AU was on the 14th of August when the PSC, Peace and Security Council, pronounced itself on the coup in Niger and supported the ECOWAS decisions on imposing sanctions and so on but fell short of supporting the ECOWAS idea of an intervention in Niger. And I've been pointing out that the AU decision not to 100% support the ECOWAS decision means that ECOWAS is lacking political support, and that that decision is not very popular within the continent. Because the PSC decision was arrived at because four out of the five political regions of Africa were not in favor of the ECOWAS decision to use force to unseat the CNSP uh, in Niger. In that ECOWAS, sorry, AU communicate, some of us are pointing out to the African Union that both the AU and the ECOWAS are being inconsistent because in 2013, the African Union is on record as agreeing for the Central African Republic to go through a three or so year transition. Now, why do you allow one country on the continent to go through a transition, and then you turn to another country in Africa, and you say, we cannot allow you to go through transition? That, all of that does not even address the idea of civilian unconstitutionality. Now, still on Gabon, our research team has been looking into development in that country. My colleague, Kofi AJ, is here with what we, we have on that. So, what do we have? Well, so, there we have him there, Ali Bongo, son of Omar Bongo, who is now the deposed president of Gabon, saying that his friends should start making noise because he's been given a house arrest over there. This is Ali Bongo. He won the just-ended 2023 presidential election of Gabon with more than 40, uh, 64%. This was declared by the Electoral Commission in Gabon okay. by the opposition that about 90, 18 of them threw their support behind Osa, who is the former you know, education minister. He served with Ali Bongo, who was then the defense minister under his father's regime. He was, the, he was then the defense minister, and Osa was then the education minister, so they know each other very well. Now, the opposition are not happy with the results where we've seen that internet was actually, you know, shut down. There was cut in terms of power and there was no proper monitoring of the election in terms of international observation. So if you look at this data, for instance, uh, the election was actually between Ali Bongo and Albert Ondo, just like I said, Osa. And he and his father have been ruling uh, Gabon for the past, uh, you know, five decades. His father ruled for 42 two years, and he himself has been in power since 2009. And there's some sort of, you know, some interesting clause in the Gabonese constitution where 
a president can actually, you know, be president forever, so far as you keep winning elections. No limitations at all. Absolutely. In Ghana, you need 50% plus one yeah. as majority to win election. But in Gabon, the standards were relaxed in April to say that we don't want any form of, you know, uh, runoff anymore. So once you have majority, whether it's 49%, 48%, you go ahead to win the election. We saw the same happening in 2016 where the, you know, the opposition were not happy with the situation. They ended up going to burn part of their parliament in 2016 when Ali Bongo was seeking his second term. Now, there have been some sort of reactions. What are the cool leaders saying? They are saying that you know, Ali Bongo is just like any ordinary uh, Gabonese citizen right now. He is retired. According to them, he is retired. I mean, he's um, 64 years, so they feel he's, he's retired. retired. Exactly. He joins, he will enjoy all of his rights, okay. and he's, in a no, he's just like a normal, yeah. uh, you know, um, Gabonese. And currently, he's not the president. They've actually put him under house arrest. If you look at the next slide, we've mm. seen some reactions from France, for instance. Mm. They are not happy with the current happening. They mm. say uh, Paris condemns the coup in Gabon and wants the election result to be respected. The election result that, according to the opposition, were leading mm. before we saw some of these uh, power cuts and all of those things, and later on saw that uh, the current president said he was leading. Now, if you look at what um, common words, mm -hmm. now you ask yourself, Gabon is a francophone country. Why exactly. are we talking about common words? Exactly. Uh, common words actually admitted Gabon and then Togo as the 55th and uh, you know, 56th countries, as member countries to join them. They are saying that they are not re also happy with the situation. They feel that you know, there are some rules and regulations that member countries must uphold, and they feel that that is not what they are seeing in uh, Gabon, and so constitutional rules should be reinstated. Let's look at the last one that probably maybe we are all not expecting. Russia has been reacting to this coup. Mm. What are they saying? They say Moscow has received a concerned report of a sharp deterioration in the internal situation in a friendly African country. So here, yeah. Russia is referring to Gabon, Gabon yeah. as a friendly African nation. Yeah. They say they are studying the situation and they hope that you know, the situation will get back to normal in a very speedy manner. Wow. So we've wow. seen those are the reactions and what we know so far. So what we know is that the president is currently under house arrest, and we've seen reactions from, not just from France, but also from Russia. And so we asked a very simple question. Is Gabon going to form an alliance with Chad, who is also under a military rule, yeah. and then also Niger and yeah. Burkina Faso? This is a fresh story, and we are, you know, uh, keeping tabs on it. We'll bring you Thank more updates later. Thank you so much, uh, Isaiah Kofije, uh, my colleague here in Joy Newsroom. We'll take a short break. We'll return with more. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy.
and also prevent me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows. Because if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S I N. Mm-hmm. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything? Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night is a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mullah, calls the shots, play game pack games, the easiest lottery to play and win. With four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority.
Now, the National Council of the Governing MPP has decided a special election will be conducted on Saturday to break the tie between Boachi, Ejako, and Adainimo. However, it has scaled down the number of delegates to participate in this election to only members of the National Council. According to the party, the decision is to cut costs, among other reasons. General Secretary of the NPP, Justin Kodi, also indicated that the National Council has overruled the provision barring government appointees from becoming agent. He spoke to the media after the National Council and National Executive Committee meeting. Today, National Council, which is the body that constituted the Presidential Election Committee, varied Section 25 of the rules and guidelines by the Presidential Elections Committee. To read that, yes, there will be a rerun, but the rerun, the delegates will not be the special uh, delegates or the delegate that constituted the special delegate. But however, the National Council will break the tie, meaning that members of the National Council are going to be the delegates for the elections on Saturday. And the reason being that, as you all know, the superdelegates has membership, including our external branches, who came from uh, far and near to come and cast their votes, and some of them have left. And also, the constitution of our party under Article 10.3 gives the National Council the power to take decisions in the best and well-being of the party. And it's based on that that the National Council has taken that decision, one, to save costs, and also to make sure we get it done as quickly as possible. So on Saturday, the the, the real run will happen at the, at the national headquarters. And I know in due course, the presidential elections uh, committee will give you the details. Again, national council also overruled the decision by the elections committee which agreed with the aspirant that government appointees, uh, party officers, and MPs cannot be agents for aspirants. Meanwhile, Ashanti Regional Chairman of the NPP, Bernard Entry Bocheko, says he finds it perplexing that Alan Tramantan and his team are claiming victims of abuse. According to him, supporters of Alan Tramantan equally heckled Majority leader Ose Chairman Sambonso during the elections in the Ashanti region, hence, should not be those raising the allegations. He said the election was peaceful, hence, should not be tainted. Meanwhile, Chairman of the MPP Disciplinary Committee, Amwakwata, says his committee will subject the claims to thorough scrutiny and punish those found culpable. There's more in the following report by my colleague Samuel Mbura. According to Ashanti Regional Chairman, the election was peacefully conducted and should not be marred by the isolated cases of violence. Chairman Wuntumi, who made these remarks during the National Executive Committee and National Council's meeting, said the Vice President is the preferred candidate to lead the party because of his performance. Let me tell you, I was there personally. You know, I was there personally. When the majority leader was coming and then Alang people was hooted at him. And you, you they hooted at him in the Ashanti region? Uh, yes, they were attacking him. Why? They were attacking him. So, the, if the same people want to 
uh, you know, they could mostly want to turn themselves to complain. I find it very perplexed, you know, <laughs> you know, that's the same people who can put at somebody can also change yourself to into the lesson. We have had a good, success, uh, beautiful elections, and it's a very peaceful. This is what I think we should talk about. Majority leader Osechi Mensabonsu, while confirming his alleged heckling by the supporters of Alan Chamante, said it was triggered by a comment he made about the conduct of the elections. When I go to the grounds, somebody then raised the issue. This is Chairman Sabus, one neighbor, or no, or say, we'll be near seventy percent of contestants, we'll be near seventy percent of me and two baby. Now, more heckle, no, I heard that comment. But do you know the person who said that? I didn't look because it was of no material benefit. It didn't worry me because I thought it was sheer pedestrianism and people were contriving to bring violence, so you ignore them. Because there was no truth in that. But chairman of the MPP disciplinary committee, Amakwata said, despite the isolated cases and infractions recorded, the election was peaceful. He, however, assured his committee will investigate the claims of misconduct and apply the appropriate sanctions. No, the fact that we recorded one or two infractions doesn't mean that you no, know, we should throw uh, our, our, our arms, you know, in desperation. Okay, generally it was peaceful. I mean, ninety-nine point something percent peaceful, even though we were all expecting hundred percent, you know, uh, 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 peaceful situation. But are you assuring know, us that your committee will look into? issues and then come out with oh, that is obvious i don't need to talk about that because that's what we are supposed to do you know once something happens and it has been referred to us the committee will go into it that's why i say I, I will not comment on it no that one wait when we get to the bridge we shall cross it the mpp members who have been hauled before the disciplinary committee for misconduct after the superdelegate election include rafael patrick safo charles dochi Ado. Musa Sulemana and Hobson Adoye. The committee is yet to set a date for the hearing of the case. Samuel Mbura, Joy News. season is here and it's best seen on HD Plus in five times crystal clear images. See the new signings, jerseys, silky skills and great goals. Catch the DFB Copa, J1 League and the Argentina Copa de la Liga Profesional on Sport HD Channel 151. The best of African football on JTV Sports Plus Channel 150. World Football is best seen Philly Philly on HD Plus. Grab a coder and subscribe for three months at 85 Ghana CDC at HD Plus. See it Philly for crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated.
Vet Investment Limited. Becky Bakes, you're looking good, man. You too. I was just talking about your this green is fantastic. You should, you know, give it to me. Okay, sure. Yeah. After the show. Yeah. But what's in the news? Uh, we have, you know, September is just two days away. Mm-hmm. And so uh, September has been officially declared as uh, Tourism Month. Uh, there was a launch about why uh, this needs to happen mm-hmm. at this particular time. And so uh, we spoke to the Deputy Minister for Tourism, Arts and Culture, Omar Okweku Mante. It's here in 50 years. And so on this anniversary note, I declare this year's tourism month will be launched. We, 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 we thank God for September because most of our traditional festivals actually sit between September and October. And so our traditional festivals are good. They get us to travel. They get, it brings unity. Because uh, even if I'm not somebody from that town, like an press place, I'm not from that side of the country, but I go there, I experience the environment, it creates bonds with, with the, amongst or between ethnics or ethnic groups. We chose September as a month for domestic tourism or to- tourism month for Ghana because World Tourism Day is actually within September. Under, your, under the auspices of the tourism Ministry of Tourism, GT has done very well by making sure that March and December is actually selling the heritage of Ghana and bringing global eye to Ghana. As, apart from this uh, World uh, Tourism Day being in September, is it a strategic way to put up the interest for December in Ghana? Yes, it is strategic. Technically, we are supposed to have one major promotion for every quarter so that the, the, the weight will not be only on the last quarter because of December. So these are some of the steps to make sure that almost every quarter will have a big activity that will promote tourism made in Ghana. And so this is one of them, and we chose September because World Tourism Day is within September. Yes. Well, that's Deputy Minister for Tourism, Arts and Culture, Honorable Mark Okuyokumati. We also spoke to... Uh, the CEO of Ghana Tourism Authority, Akwesia Jaman, and this is what he thinks about this development. March is a heritage month, a culture month. But September, because we have the World Tourism Day in September, uh, every year, 27 September, is World Tourism Day. So we celebrate it. And we've also been doing things with uh, the Kwame Nkrumah birthday, which is the 21st. And then we work with the Kwewu Professionals Network to do Yenko Kwewu. And so looking at all the things that are happening, the fact that we have a fashion, we have the Asogliya Festival, you have so many other festivals, the Ghana Open Golf Tournament by the Tema uh, Center of the World Golf Club, all these things happening. So we realize that, yes, we have the Heritage Month, but since December, uh, September is World Tourism Day, Let's make it a full month of activity and invite the private sector, the traditional councils, to once again work with us to improve upon it. And so far, it's going well. Uh, next month, which is September, we have the paragliding festival, the Yenko Kwewu, and all the various festivals that I've mentioned happening. Well, uh, let's move away from tourism here in Ghana. Let's talk about Nigerian musician 
Iyanya. Mm. Remember Iyanya? Yes, I do. I yeah, do. he's been in the news for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is because he's been opening up about the fact that he almost committed suicide uh, because of bankruptcy. Wow. Two days after my last court case, COVID started, I was talking, I was in a hotel that my house was gone. My house was gone, so I was in this hotel. The girls were in the hotel. I was there for the longest. It got to one point I couldn't pay for the for the hotel bills anymore. Mm-hmm. The owner, such a, a a great human being. I've never seen a human being, amazing human being like that. He allowed me to stay there. His name is Alaba. He allowed me to stay there for over a year. Because cool. COVID literally caught up with me there. So right. imagine not doing shows. Not having You've not talked for over a year, yeah. no inflow. And you're in the court, you're in courts for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And then finally, it's, it's looking like the court case is finishing. Lockdown. I was in that hotel the whole COVID, the whole year. Yanya, right there. Uh, for more on that particular story, you should log on to myjournal.com. But let me also remind you that eVibes new season is here. It's starting this weekend on Joy News and on Joy Prime. And our first uh, guest is musician Chief One. He'll be telling us all about uh, his life lessons, his journey to the top, uh, why he chose music. Mm. And there's a lot to, you know... Um, listen to yeah we're looking uh, forward to that yeah so. i i'm definitely looking forward to that yeah. so uh, i think that everybody should look forward to that or oh, the dates uh, are this weekend saturday on joy news 8 30 a.m right before news file and then on joy prime uh, it's in the evening uh 4 30 p.m sharp the part one or part a uh, of chief one story will be aired nice one Nice one. Great. Will you watch? Yeah, sure. I definitely go. Mm. Have you ever seen E-Vibes before? It's the biggest show. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching, actually. Mm. I've been watching. Mm. All right. You love it. So make it. time to watch E-Vibes when it's on air. That's all we have time for. Mm-hmm. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hey, let's take a selfie. Betway is your gateway to a theme park full of gaming excitement. A whirlpool of wonder where your favorite games come to life. Where you can take to the skies with max payouts that reach into the millions. All in the palm of your hand. Visit betway.com.gh. Terms and conditions apply. Betway is regulated by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. No under 18. Bet responsibly. Betway. Bet your way. Life beautiful. Embrace it with the all-new Ahurofe from GTP Life.
My name is John, and this is my long-time crush. My cookie dipped in strawberry yogurt. On this scorching hot afternoon on our way back from a long job hunt, we met this good Samaritan who offered us a ride. Six weeks later. Big night in Shanae, a special wedding reception for her bride and groom. And there she is, my cookie, dipped in someone else's yogurt. Don't be like John, who holds the mula, calls the shots, play game by games, the easiest lottery to play and win. It's four numbers from zero to nine up to three times daily to become one of our daily lucky winners. Dial star nine four six hash to play now. Or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game Park is regulated by the National Lottery Authority. Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat and disturb by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nalas, shetland ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults, this price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Good evening. Let's do business now. I am Beverly Broom. Bank of Ghana is taking some extra measures to help consolidate the city's stability on the market. The regulator to this end has intervened on the market with some dollar supply. The following report has more. Joy Business understands that the central bank was active on the market today with some $5 million. 
This is seen by some market players as significant due to the fact that the central bank has not been that heavy on the markets this week. Joy Business is also learning that the bank sold some $20 million today to help the bulk oil distribution firms finance the importation of finished petroleum products. This action by the Bank of Ghana may help deal with demand for foreign currencies, a development that might go a long way to help stabilize the Ghana city for this week. You would need about 11 Ghana city 46 pesos to get a dollar today. Now, Cocoa Board is pegging participation in its debt exchange program at 97%, with over 7 billion cities worth of bills that has been tendered. This was after the program ended last Friday. Cocoa Board in July this year launched its Cocoa Bills Exchange Program to restructure almost 8 billion cities worth of debt. Cocoa Board, however, maintained that settlements will now be done on September 4 instead of uh, this Thursday. But in a related development, financing of Cocoa Board activities in the coming months could be under threat. This was after the banks directed Cocoa Board to freeze their bills submitted for participation in the debt exchange program. This is as a result of delays in securing reliefs for participation in the Cocoa Bills Debt Exchange Program. The bank argued that failure to secure these reliefs will affect its ability to stay in business and finance Cocoa Board in the coming month. Now, economists at the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, Professor Charles Acker, has indicated that a broadened tax base will help the country increase revenue. He argued that such initiatives will spread the tax net wider compared to periodic increases in taxes, which will only burden a few. According to him, increasing the tax base will help improve tax collection Speaking on a joy business discussion themed Ghana's high taxes, the causes and finding remedies, Mr. Aka emphasized the importance of capturing all income earners under the tax bracket. So it's expected that the country grows is about the consistency of the growth and also the level of growth. Uh, in our history, for about two decades, We've been growing around an average of about 5%. That's the best we have achieved. There are times where when we found oil in 2011, we had about 11 to 12% growth, and then it came down again. For many, many periods, we grew around less than 3%, 4%, 5%. My estimation shows that if we do the right kind of investment, uh, we should be targeting about 7% GDP growth for a decade. What we are able to, and I, I don't think that's possible under an IMF program, uh, because the IMF program actually is, uh, brings in austerity, but it's not feasible because they are, well, the only way to do that is to impose new and additional taxes, and that brings us back to the question we have. The IMF is asking that VAT must be increased. So VAT is increased from 12.5% to 15%, yeah. which, which is actually counterproductive mm. in, in a high inflation environment. We introduce more excise taxes on companies and businesses, which is counterproductive in a high inflation environment. Okay, so you can increase your tax to GDP ratio by imposing high taxes and more taxes, but that, again, uh, is counterproductive because it's typhus. How is it, how is it counterproductive? Help me understand. Yeah, because... Taxes affect 
uh, incentives. Mm -hmm. So if you take, for example, income tax. So income tax affects labor supply. Okay, if I'm going to work and I know that 30, 50% of my income is going to go into tax, you know, it already, as an economic rational being, you decide whether well, is it worth it. Should I go and work and pay half of my income to tax and I don't know what they're going to use the tax for? So all things being equal, the lower tax rate creates an incentive for people to supply labor. In the same way as a business, corporate tax. No business wants to work and pay 50, 60% of their profit into tax. So we need low tax rate and a higher or bigger tax base. That's what other countries are doing. Now, the Ministry of Energy says the country requires in excess of 500 billion United States dollars to achieve the country's energy transition plan. The president is expected to launch the plan on the sidelines at the COP28 of the UN General Assembly in November this year, speaking at the 12th Sustainable Education and Development Conference at the University of Environment and Sustainable Development. Deputy Minister for Energy Herbert Krapa indicated that the country is committed to achieving 10% modern renewable energy installed capacity in the national energy mix by 2030. Here's more. According to the Ministry of Energy, Ghana has discoveries of critical green minerals, including lithium and graphite, in significant quantities, and its extraction will be done sustainably while making efficient use of them through value addition to establish Ghana as a hub for electric vehicles and the production of battery technologies. Deputy Minister of Energy Herbert Krapper says Ghana's energy ministry remains committed to exploring new energy frontiers to support the country on the path to sustainable, environmentally sound and gender responsive economic growth. We need in excess of 500 billion United States dollars to achieve our energy transition plan, which His Excellency the President First on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly next month. We believe in responsible exploration of our resources. We believe in low carbon intensity oil and gas production. We're working with the United Nations Sustainable Energy for All. Turn our framework into an investor-friendly plan. Our decarbonization plan will increase the share of renewable energy in the power generation mix. And it requires greenhouse gas emitting industries to establish plantations to offset emissions. On energy access and security, we will expedite oil and gas exploration and production, fund the development of clean energy technologies, and we will contribute and will continue to promote and encourage the use of LPG, reduce dependency on wood fields, and on energy efficiency. According to him, Ghana will continue in the pursuit of clean and affordable energy, and the academic institutions will play a pivotal part. We will continue to promote the use of best-in-class energy appliances, energy efficiency in SMEs, the use of clean cook stoves. The target is to ensure 50% LPG penetration by 2030, a cylinder recirculation model with which everyone can exchange an empty cylinder with a filled new one will ensure affordability and safety. Full-scale implementation of the energy transition plan reaps social, economic and environmental benefits for the Ghanaian people and impact the lives and livelihoods of women and youth in far-reaching ways. Thirds of indoor air pollution has been linked to wood fuels for cooking and domestic use. Though the health implications of this on our women and girls, that is why the Ministry of Energy is distributing 
clean cook stoves across the country, especially in rural communities. They've distributed 420,000 so far. He pledged that the ministry will work closely with the academic institutions of higher learning for collaborative research, without which the path to net zero carbon emissions will be as unpredictable as weather patterns of today. Reporting for Joy News, Richard Kwejenyako. Now, the Minister for Works and Housing, Francis Asensobwache, has reiterated government's commitment to support the real estate sector to boost economic development. Speaking at the launch of the Chartered Institute of Realtors, the minister stated that an operational professional body of realtors will be critical to ensure the needed growth of the economy. The establishment of the Chartered Institute of Realtors will offer opportunities for sharpening knowledge, skills, standards and experiences of practitioners in the real estate industry to meet global standards. The professional body of realtors will serve as a prime institution for real estate education in Ghana and beyond. Speaking at the official launch of the group, Mr. Asensu Boache explained that there is the need for a certified body to enforce standards. Clearly, the capacity of the real estate industry to contribute to the growth of the Ghanaian economy and to create jobs for the teeming youth of our country cannot be overemphasized. With the establishment of the Real Estate Agency Council by the Real Estate Agency Act 2020 Act 1047 to regulate the real estate agency sector in Ghana, and the coming into being of the Chartered Institute of Realtors, the real estate sector, with the support of the Ministry of Western Housing, should see no boundaries in its quest to take its rightful place in the economic transformation of our country. The Chief of Staff, Akosia Freeman Osei Opare, called for deep stakeholder engagements to reduce the housing shortage and build a robust real estate industry. Reducing our housing deficit requires a multifaceted approach. Government, to this end, expects the newly established Real Estate Agency Council to interface with the Chartered Institute of Real Estate and other stakeholders to support the efforts of government to find a collective solution to the country's housing deficit and to build the next generation of real estate professionals. The chief executive officer of the Chartered Institute of Realtors pointed out that housing shortage is the cost of expensive housing in Ghana. He appealed for foreign direct investments to avert this situation. A lack of availability of enough housing in the country. And if you ask yourself why there is a lack of housing, in fact, that's what drives prices, is when there is not much uh, supply as against demand. And again, I will repeat, uh, the Honorable Minister has mentioned the, def- the, the, the deficits, and we're talking about millions millions of units so when all these deficits are uh, there and there's not much supply meeting it will always keep the, the the prices higher so now how do you go about it it is actually by going about encouraging more people in the market from within ghana from uh, from uh, you know within the african continent and from abroad we want more foreign direct investment the institute will offer members high quality training to enable players in the real estate industry compete with its peers globally 
to some other stories now. And Unilever Ghana PLC in Tema is pushing towards achieving 100% recyclable, reusable or compostable plastics by 2025 to help address endless threats plastics pose to the environment. Over the last few years, about 400 million tons of plastic is said to be produced annually globally, with half of this figure being single-used plastics and polluting the environment. Supply Chain Director at Unilever Ghana PLC, Mayan Kapu, was speaking to Joy Business as the company with support from Ghana Recycling Initiative by private enterprise cleaned post-consumer plastic waste at the Community 3 Beach. Tema correspondent Kwame Yanka has more in the following report. According to United Nations, over 17 million metric tons of plastics found its way into the ocean, which make up 85% of the litter in the ocean in 2021. The impact of plastics menace cannot be underestimated, with the ocean and ocean life at the receiving end. Organizations around the world are making frantic efforts in helping address this mess. Unilever Ghana PLC, which believes in sustainability, says this trend cannot be allowed to continue, calling for deliberate and conscious attempt in bringing in the much-desired change. The two-hour cleanup exercise at Comte 3 Beach, close to Terminal 3 of the Thermal Port. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Saw participants collecting over four tons of plastics after Coastal Conservancy Organization weed. Mayan Kapoor is a supply chain director at Unilever Ghana PLC. We at Unilever are committed to have 100% recyclable, reusable or compostable plastics by 2025 and that we are going towards the target and we are hopeful that we would achieve. The request to all on these organizations, not just Unilever to all, to please support us, come together, and to all Ghanaians as well, to support us to clean up and reduce the plastic usage overall. That's what is our mission, and Unilever, we are committed for it overall. I want to thank Tema Metropolitan Assembly, Coastal Conservancy Organization, Gripe Volunteers, as well as Unilever uh, colleagues of mine who have been here and we nearly collected more than four tons of plastics from these beaches. The exercise also forms part of Unilever's target to collect 10,000 tons of plastic waste along Ghana's shores by close of 2023, which is their quota for a waste-free world. Ian Kapoor used the occasion to appeal to media outlets to join the drive in reading the environment of plastic waste. Meanwhile, chairman of Coastal Conservancy Organization, Justice Ishen explains why removing plastics around Terminal 3 area was crucial. When we heard that Unilever wanted to partner us for a cleanup, we so we selected this location, specifically because of its uh, uh, proximity to the terminal. And uh, we had always felt that plastics, when they get into water, it's difficult to remove them. And the plastics, when they get into water, they are transboundary. They could go anywhere based on the direction where the water goes. 
And so we came here today, and I think that we've done a very good job. We've been able to pick roughly four tons of plastics just for today. And uh, we are requesting that if Unilever can regularize this activity, every year we come around. And we are also asking other organizations in Ghana, in Tema, it shouldn't be the sole responsibility of any one organization. Justice Ishen says waste management companies can't do their best, but dealing with waste issues starts from homes and general attitude towards waste must be looked at with all seriousness. Now, startups in the digital ecosystem will have the opportunity to access some international and domestic support from investors at this year's Digital Innovation Week. The program slated for November this year will provide a platform for stakeholders to interact and share ideas on solving economic and governance challenges. Speaking to Joy Business at a short ceremony to launch the initiative, Head of Project at the Digital Transformation Center, GIZ Ghana, David Roberts hinted that small and medium enterprises in the digital space will be supported to exhibit their problem-solving innovations. Here's more. Ghana Digital Innovation Week is a nationwide series of events showcasing and celebrating milestones in Ghana's digital innovation ecosystem. The events later for November is under the theme Innovate, Collaborate, Elevate, Shaping a Future of Endless Potential, Head of Projects for the Digital Transformation Center at GIZ Ghana, David Roberts, told Joy Business the initiative is geared towards supporting the youth in their digital innovations. The government of Germany and the government of Ghana have a contract and on this base the different projects of the German corporation is working here. So, and we are specialized in the digitalization is the reason why we are supporting the goals of the government of Ghana to come ahead in the digital world and to skills, to support uh, artificial intelligence, to, to support the ecosystem of startups, to discuss the challenge of cybersecurity and the whole framework you need for a knowledge and technology-based economy. The Julie Embassy in Ghana is supporting the initiative this year. Here's the ambassador, Shlomit Sufa. Previous years, we were able to contribute as Israel and Mashav, which is our international development agency. We were able to contribute uh, presenters that would give presentations, workshops, and the like. And this year, we're still calling on the people who observe this to contribute ideas, to follow us on our new and updated website, on our social media channels, follow us, engage, contribute your ideas. We're still open, we're still in the process of designing the program. In the last two years, the Digital Innovation Week has mobilized investments into the country's digital space. Now, as government takes prudent steps to improve technical and vocational education, some private institutions and civil society organizations have resolved to support the efforts. Group Head of Strategy and Marketing at Alliance Life, Na Adole Avevo, has reiterated the company's commitment to help the youth in TVET to create jobs. She spoke at a TVET event organized by Vision Spring and Alliance Life in Accra. 
Alliance Life and Vision Spring launched the Sea to Earn and Sea to Learn project to upskill young adults by improving their personal effectiveness and productivity. At the launch of the project, workers and students of the Ghana TVET service received free eye screening and medication. According to Group Head of Strategy and Marketing at Alliance Life, Na Adole Avevo, the youth are critical to ensuring economic development through job creation. At the end of the day, you want to impact the youth, and this particular project is supporting SDG 8, you know, people with disabilities, and you want to really impact the youth. So really it's the youth and who has the youth on TVET. You want youth that are, have the skills that are going out there to work as well. So help them. They already have the skills, but what can they do with the skills if they cannot see? So help them see and put the skills that they've acquired through TVET to use. Really, that's why we are partnering with Vision Spring and then TVET. So really, Alianza's role in here is the funder, funding with 30,000 euros. Deputy Director General of the Ghana TVET Service, David Pra, added that support of this kind will help the youth to increase productivity. Technical and vocational education and training is a pivot of every country's development. And so Vision Spring Alliance uh, have taught it wise to collaborate with Ghana TVET Service to screen and provide eyeglasses uh, purposely for reading and also for, to enable our TVET practitioners focus clearly on whatever activities that they will be doing. I'm so grateful on behalf of the Director General, Madam Mausi, to indicate that Ghana TVET Service is excited for this wonderful program. We are going to continue to work with Vision Spring and Alliance so that our learners, our students, our graduates, who have a clear vision to be able to execute the tax that is required of them. You know, TVET uh, professionals, whether you are mechanical engineering, you are a catering expert, you are a fashion designer, you are a driver or auto mechanic, you need clear vision, you need good eyesight to be able to execute your work to the perfection that it, it requires. The project will be taken to other regions in the country to empower the youth. That's all for business uh, tonight. You can, you can read more of our stories on myjoyonline.com forward slash business. I'm Beverly Broom. Sports is next with Razak Musbao. Please stay. The business segment was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. For decades, we have helped businesses connect with their trade partners all over the globe. From Ghana to Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, Senegal, China, Morocco, France, Netherlands and many other countries. We have made it possible to bring Ghana to the world. We have brought small and medium businesses closer to their customers across the regions in Ghana with our SME support facilities. We have brought relief and smiles to the faces of families with our employee personal loans. With our cutting-edge technology and digital support, we take the burden of complex thinking off you. Making life simple. That is who we are. As close as a partner. 
Bank of Africa. We are indeed the African Bank with the global reach. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. If this is Connect Africa with me, Blessed Sugan, welcome to our program. We have updates on the elections taking place in Sierra Leone. There had been some um, attack around the opposition's office, and this was because of because they prematurely. Um, announced um, results, which both parties technically did. And what is the cost of political unrest in the West Africa sub-region? The preponderance of, uh, you know, uh, illicit activities resulting from easy access to, to small arms is, is causing a lot of havoc across the region. Five countries, how are you going to work with them? It is one of the few cases where we have the countries themselves agreeing to do it and calling on ECOWAS to act on their behalf. There is a DNA testing, the process of our DNA of our 17 students who were banned beyond recognition. So at the moment, there is some uncertainty. Some of the parents think, hey, is it, uh, uh, is my key part of those that were banned beyond recognition, the 17? Every human being has the right to a livable world. And to secure that livable world, 
all the rich nations and all the international financial organizations must transform the standard of doing business. Welcome to Prime Sports tonight with me, Razak Musbao. Now, the start of the office of the Ghana Football Association, where the president of the association, Kerta Kriko, has unveiled plans to enhance the prize money for the victors of the Ghana Premier League in the upcoming 2023-2024 league season. This announcement was made during the launch of the new league campaign held earlier in the course of the week at the Eastern Premier League. Uh, Hotel in Koforidia. Now, the, in the just ended season, the Diama Sporting Club, who uh, became champions, received the prize money of 300,000 Ghana cities, a figure that drew criticism within the football community. In light of that, the association increased the prize money by 60%. Here is president of the association, Keto Greg. The FA will be awarding from the first position to the tenth position on the league table. I'm sure we didn't hear what I said. So, for the upcoming season, to ensure that we increase the competitiveness of our league, we are going to reward clubs that place from the first position to the tenth position on the league log. So the winner for the upcoming Premier League season will take home obviously the big trophy, 14 adults and half a million Ghana cities. I did say half a million, anyway, 500,000 Ghana cities. The second place, which will be the first runner-up, will take home 200,000 Ghana cities. And the third place team will take home 100,000 Ghana cities. I'm sure we may have forgotten what the awards were in the just-ended season. Mirima received 300,000. The second place received 150,000. Diana and the third place received 80,000. In the new season 2023, the first, hopefully, it could be Olympics, will take home 500,000, the second place 200,000, and the third place 100,000 Ghana cities. Now, the fourth place team will receive a cash prize of, of 80,000 Ghana cities. The fourth runner-up will receive 70,000 Ghana cities. The fifth runner-up will receive 60,000 Ghana cities. The sixth runner-up will receive 50,000 Ghana cities. The seventh runner-up will receive 40,000 Ghana cities. The seventh runner-up, 30,000 cities. And the ninth runner-up will take home 20,000 Ghana cities making it a total investment in cash price alone of 1,150,000 Ghana cities. The whole idea is to make our GPL very competitive. 
The whole idea is to keep our teams interested in fighting for the points from the beginning right to the end. This is the first time we are rewarding from first position to the tenth position in direct cash. Kudos to all of us. At the last Congress, I did say that your FA has been working well. I did also say that because of the establishment of a fully-fledged marketing department, our influence has increased. Did I not say that? I did also say that because our influence has increased, part of our influence will come back to you as football clubs. This is it. Yep, so that's uh, the Ghana Football Association president. Uh, but let's take a closer look at the benefits that he outlined in that statement. So you could see previous... Uh, so just uh, just take a look. So this is uh, the, um, you know, exactly. So this is what I was trying to get to. So this, if you could see clearly, is the prize money he was outlining. Uh, previously, first to third are the only ones who get to receive money at the end of the season, which he outlined. But now, uh, from first to the third place team are all going to receive some amount of money. And you can see that. Alongside the prize money, alongside the prize money, you realize that they're also going to, each club is going to receive a marketing or the TV rights money, which is 330,000 Ghana cities. Each club, all the 18 Premier League clubs are all going to receive that. And they're also going to receive some 275,000 Ghana cities in terms of uh, that sponsorship, the sponsorship that comes to the league. All the clubs will receive that. They're also going to receive some coach development, which is 50,000 Ghana cities for every club playing in the Ghana Premier League. So when you do the maths, the winner of the Ghana Premier League at the end of the day plans the prize money. He's going to go home with some 1.1 million Ghana cities. If you win the Ghana Premier League alongside all the other benefits you get, plans the prize money, you're going to get some 1.1 million Ghana cities. And in, in dollars, that's some $105,000. That's massive in terms of the investment that has been made in the Ghana Premier League. The second is going home cumulatively with some $77,000. Eighth, uh, the third will go home with $68,000. So that's what the clubs are getting as far as the new season of the Ghana Premier League is concerned. But in, in the context of what has been happening over the years, this is how it looks like. How much the clubs that won the previous Ghana Premier Leagues, this is how much they got. Let's have that on our screen. So you can see, uh, since this is post the normalization committee, post the normalization committee, the normalization committee organized the Ghana Premier League, where which a crowd had to won in 2019 2020 season, and they got 250,000 Ghana cities. Then Kumasi Asante Kotoko won the next edition, and they got 250,000 Ghana cities. There was no increase in terms of the prize money in that season that Kumasi Asante Kotoko won it. But in the just-ended season, that's where we saw some marginal, you know, increment in the prize money. Some 50,000 Ghana cities is what was increased. So from 250,000 to 300,000 in the recent, in the just-ended season. However, in the upcoming season, we don't know which team is going to win it yet, but it's significant in terms of how much has been increased. From 50,000, we've seen a massive increment of 200,000 Ghana cities. So the winner is having to go home with... 500,000 Ghana cities. And this explains why a lot of the football stakeholders 
within the Ghana Premier League are, you know, relatively happy about this development. Well, however, there are some who still believe that the money is not enough and that more could be given to the clubs in the Ghana Premier League. Joining us on phone is the Communications Director of the Ghana Football Association, Harry Asantichum, to help us appreciate, uh, respond to some of these concerns and also help us understand when the FA president said this money is going to help the league to become more competitive. Mr. Henry Asantichum, thank you for joining us on Prime Sports. How is this money going to help make the league competitive as the president of the Ghana Football Association is espousing? Well, thanks for having me. Um, the reason for what the president said um, was basically to um, stress on the fact that this first to tenth position um, reward package for our competing clubs is something that we are not used to. Um, it is something that you know the Ghana Premier League as a competition is not is not noted for. Um, so you would reckon that in the last three seasons we've we've always improved in terms of the prize money. The argument as regards whether it's enough or is not enough is is secondary. Um, I'm saying this because um, aside the 2019-2020 league campaign, which was truncated because of COVID-19, we've always made, you know, um, efforts to reward the top three teams. So in 2020-2021, when Hearts of Folk won the league, they took home um, 200,000 Ghana cities. The team that finished second also walked away with um, a cash prize, and then the third place team as well uh, made um, some money. I think 80,000 Ghana cities that season. Now, the following season, we moved from 200,000 to 250,000, and then the second team walked home with 150,000, and then the third place team also made 80,000 Ghana cities. Or the, the third place team was also. Um, rewarded with an amount of 80,000 Ghana cities. Mm. Now, in the wisdom of the Executive Council, um, having looked at um, um, you know, the competitive nature of the league, having looked at what the clubs play for, because aside the fact that they make some money from um, the TV um, sponsorship from Star Times, and mm -hmm. they make some money as well um, from you know, the general sponsorship, that is from the headline sponsor, which is um, Bed Power, um, in the last season. Teams that finish in fourth to tenth place um, get virtually nothing. Mm. You know? So they think that we have to give them reason to compete for places. There must be something that would entice these clubs to fight for a respectable position on the league log, um, you know, because they will have an eye on a price at mm. the end of the season. So if you are if you are a Bichem United who fought until the final day of the season and you know that when you finish in third, in third place or in second place, even if you, you miss out on the league title, there is a reward for you. You will always fight very hard and encourage and motivate your players to go all out in the course of the campaign. Now, if you are a team that do not match maybe the quality or, for that matter, 
the standard of the top team on top of the league table, you know that even when you finish in seventh place, sixth place, you have something to, to take home. Mm. And that would motivate these clubs not to throw in the towel when they know that their position in the Premier League is secure. Sometimes what we, what we see is that once the clubs know that, oh, when I finish in third place, or when I finish in seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth, um, I will not be relegated. So there is nothing to fight for. But this time, we want to give them reason to fight for their position. Because at the end of the season, no matter how small it is, there is a reward you know, at the end of the season. And which is why the Executive Council thought that let's stretch or ex- expand the prize money from not only the winning uh, team or the team that will finish second and third, mm. but rather from first to tenth. Mm. so that there will be competition for places, so that there will be that motivation to fight for a respectable position, not only to maintain league status, but also to get some cash rewards you know, at the end of the campaign. And this is the reason why the president said that this would make the campaign competitive. Well, uh, of course, I mean, there's been some concerns about, you know, how some teams... You know, of course, we saw in the case of Ashanti Gold and Inter Allies, who have all been punished, you know, play matches of convenience. So, uh, at least I'm understanding that this, if there is any of such contemplation in the upcoming season, at least this prize money will help, you know, uh, put knit that in the bud. But, I mean, going for the, do you, are you hoping that with this money, um, although some are, you know, raising concerns about the quantity of it that is still not enough. Are you hoping with this money, maybe we could see an improvement in uh, the infrastructure of our clubs across the country? Yes, I mean, basically, um, yes, there is a prize money, but the prize money is not the only reason why these clubs compete for the title. There is also, um, you know, the, the fight for bragging rights. I remember two seasons ago when Hatsofog and Asante Kroko were neck to neck at the top of the table, they were fighting for the title. Um, the, the game in Accra decided the season when Hatsufu came from seventh place um, to topple Asante Kroko at the end of the, of the campaign. Um, what we know is that, yes, this may not be enough. The economic situations are hard. But the, 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 the fact that we have moved from one place to the other is what excites the FA. Um, three seasons ago, if we paid 200000 then, Last and then we moved from 200,000 to 250,000. Last season we paid 300,000 um, to the winner of the league, which was Midema. Um, we think that yes, moving it from 300,000 to 500,000 is a leap. Um, regarding whether is enough or not is is an, another subject matter. Um, but I do not want to believe that there is any club across the world mm. that play that that you know compare how much they spend um, in the campaign, on the transfer market, in getting players to beef up their squad, to strengthen their squad, and all this put together uh, can be equated to how much they make at the end of the season. Mm. Um, I don't think we are in the position to compare what we have here mm. to what happens in other jurisdictions, mm. but I think that it's, it's work in progress. If you move from 200000 to 250000 to 300000 and today we are talking about 500000 for the league winner, mm. it's possible... It's possible that next season we will we will move from five hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand or even one million. Yeah, yeah. So so it's work in progress. Yeah. We understand the concerns that have come up 
Mm. Um, the fact that people try as much as possible to compare what our league winners make to what happens in other countries. Um, yes, we know that um, it may not be enough, but mm. the fact we are moving from one step to the other is very, very encouraging. Mm. And, and, and not only that, um, the fact that today we have seen the need to, to not only um, you know, uh, reward teams that finish in the top three, but rather teams that finish in the top ten. Mm. It's also uh, progressive, and, and, and we, should be look, we should be looking at that rather than to think about how much clubs spend and how much goes into salaries, how much goes into expenditure in the, in the course of the campaign. Because you cannot say that you play the league just because of prize money. Today, I can, I can assure you that the value of players who play for Mediema has either doubled or tripled because of their participation in the CAF Champions League. Mm. Same happens to maybe Dreams SC. If Dreams SC were, were valued at, at $1 million um, six months ago, today it may be different. When they go to the transfer market, yeah. the fact that they have competed in the CAF Confederation Cup alone mm. is enough to, 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 to increase the value the, the value, value of, of the, the players players there. Great. These are some of the economic factors that come in, and not mm. only about how much they make at the end of the season. Dream yeah, yeah. Eric. Yeah, yeah. Eric. Yeah, yeah. Just mm. for winning the FA Cup. Mm. Yeah, they I mean, were giving, yeah. They were giving hundred thousand to participate in Africa from mm. from the from the, uh, the 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 structure of the FA Cup. Aside that, they have been giving thirty thousand dollars. And yesterday, if you paid attention to, to what the FA president said, he also mentioned that the support the FA gives to clubs who participate in the CAF in the club competition is going to change from next season. Well, Harry, let's... Be, yeah, Harry, so, I mean, yeah. points well made, points well made. But uh, the Black Stars, they have a game coming up uh, shortly. Um, any updates you can share with us relative to that, what we should expect, maybe the squad to be released, etc.? Um, I can't tell when the, the squad will be released, but I know that a coach is expected in town later tonight. Mm. Once he arrives, he will present his squad to the FA. He mm. will have a meeting with the management committee. Mm. He will justify um, the selection or the, the call-ups he has made. Mm. And once that process is, is, is um, you know, um, fully exhausted, we will move to the second stage by, by making the squad um, known to the public. Henry Asantichum, thank you very much for making time with us on Joe News today. Uh, that's the Communications Director of the Ghana Football Association. Well, uh, let's stay with the Ghana Football Association because the uh, election process remains on hold due to an ongoing legal case involving Clubside, Ken Faisal, and the football governing body. Now, the court session, which was scheduled for today, uh, did not take place, leading to both parties' legal representatives agreeing on a new, deal, a new day for the case, which is... Uh, September 7th, that's a week from now. Can Pfizer are seeking to prevent the GFA from conducting a planned presidential election on September 27th in Tamale. Now, the club argues that the election should be postponed until representatives for the National League class, regional football associations, and related bodies are duly elected. The club also contends that a valid Congress cannot convene to elect the GFA president until new representatives for the Executive Council have been properly elected. Yeah, well, just some update from the world of tennis. And it's Stefanos Tsitsipas who 
has been knocked down by 128 round Dominic Sticker. Uh, Steph uh, pass over there uh, losing to the uh, Dominic Sticker in the second round, who uh, in the second round of the US Open Sticker came out on top of a four hour epic 7-5-7-6-7-6-6-3 over there. And Chichapas agrees was seven for the for the match in the fourth set by the Swiss Open and fought back to force a Ted break. Elsewhere, Nova Djokovic also advanced to the third round after breezing past Spain's Bernabe Zapata Morales in straight sets to reach the third round. The Serbian is looking to add to his record tally of 23 men's Grand Slam title and the ease of 6-4-6-1-6-1 win will suggest that winning the tournament is a real possibility. Well, that's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight. We're